Welcome to Path to Story, a Warhammer Age of Sigmar Path to Glory podcast, where we focus on the lore, rules, and storytelling of narrative play. Thank you for joining us once again as we pitch our tents, set up camp, and share our tales from along the path to story. Your companions around the campfire this episode are... I am Harry, but today I'm a Maniel the All-Knowing, dispassionate guardian of the Teclian Nexus. I love that you're all-knowing and dispassionate. <laughs> yeah, it's like I just mean, if, jaded. Yeah. If you knew everything, would you really care? <laughs> true, true. Uh, that's how much knowledge I have, is I, I know enough to not care. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, like, yeah, I knew that was going to happen, whatever. Yeah, yeah whatever. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think this faction's probably pretty easy to guess just because of... The uh, the Teclian necklace, the Teclian nexus. Um, it's definitely gets for yeah. sure gets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think it's also very on brand. It is well. I like the because it was Emmanuel, right? Yeah, Emmanuel. Um, Emmanuel. Okay, Emmanuel. I was hoping Emmanuel, yeah. uh, yeah. just because like in the Cities of Sigmar book, like the random name generator for elves and for Hish are all like French. <laughs> Oh, oh that's okay. Um, so I just, I would love if it, like, oh yeah, here's your Lumineth name generator. And it's just the French name book. It's just French names. Yeah. <laughs> Pierre de something or other. Yeah, for sure. I also like that though with the Teclean thing. Cause it, yeah, Emmanuel meaning like God, God, God with, with us. us. So that's yeah. kind of fun that it's like, yeah, Teclus does hang out. Yeah. He's right there. He, he sure does. It. Yeah. They, Sometimes he literally is just like, him. Yeah, I know. I was like, in the in um, God's Bane, uh, the main character is just like walking through a garden. This is very early on, so it's not a spoiler. And just he's yeah. just like there. He's just hanging out. He's just, literally just vibing. Just, just yep. doing his thing. Just vibing. Yep. And I'm Excellent. Will, but today I am Eridark Filchia Firebone, hero of the immortal wildfire. <laughs> it's like, how did he set How did he set the wildfire? Well, it's Firebone. Isn't he? So, firebone. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, that's, that's good. That is. Uh, it feels action. Yeah, it feels like action. Yeah. Like it was the action male or female. Like, yeah. Button. Um, but then for the faction, like maybe I don't know. Part of the secret is in the pronunciation. Okay, I chose, again. Well, so I said it was Eridarch Filchia Firebone, but that's how he hears it. Yeah. What oh, you would hear is he... Aradark Filcher Firebone, <laughs> hero of the immortal wildfire. Nice. I wonder if this could be anything to do with the new releases we got very recently. Mm. I don't know. Spoilers. Yeah. Spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Spoilers for two weeks ago, I guess. Spoilers for two weeks ago. And As you're listening to it. Now. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Well, finally, uh, I am Kieran, but today you can call me. Sithinus the Splintered Sovereign, guileful traitor of the cryptic caverns. Hmm. Yeah. Splintered, cryptic, ca- there's a lot of alliteration with S. Yeah, there is. Yep. Splintered Sovereign, cryptic caverns. I, I feel like you may be uh, with, with old Firebone there. You're close. You're See, very I- close. 
my guess, I'm Firebone adjacent, I would say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My guess, because he's the splintered sovereign, is that so the Osiarch Bone Reapers, you take a bunch yep. of souls and mash them together, yep. and then they actually broke them back apart. Yep. <laughs> so mm. there's just a bunch mm. of this king protecting one cavern. And so he's just like mental link with all the other entrances. It's also that's also very close. Wow. We're 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 OCR adjacent as, as OCR well. OCR adjacent. Yeah, mm. Google adjacent. Well, Google that, adjacent. that only leaves two other options. So <laughs> let's see if sure, let's see if sure our does. listeners can figure it, sure it out. Sure does, and only, and only one of them have bones. So <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> leave that to your imagination. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's there's a couple of skulls. I guess floating, that's true. Floating around. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Well, fabulous. Thank you for joining us, everyone. Uh, if you'd like to share your stories with us uh, after you've listened to the show, of course, uh, you can head on over to our Twitter. Uh, well, X, I suppose now, but I'm going to forever call it Twitter, at Path to Story. Or you can chat with us on our Discord, which is definitely the best place to do it, at themortalrealms.com forward slash Discord. You can also check out the other shows on the Mortal Realms Network at themortalrealms.com. The Mortal Realms Story Phase, to embrace the lore of Age of Sigmar. You also have What the Hex, to delve deep into the Warhammer Underworlds. And finally, we have the Dogs of Warcry, to cry havoc and embrace the skirmish battles of Warcry. And you can consider leaving us a positive review on your podcast platform of choice, or you can leave a tip over on our Patreon at themortalrealms.com forward slash Patreon. Okay, my friends. Shall we move into the workshop? But or really, you had it. Yeah, yeah, I just want to. I want to give a double plug for uh, our Discord server and yeah. the mortalrealms.com forward slash Discord. In there is a channel called Path to Glory. It's great. And it is a great place to hang out. It's a great place to share your ideas, share your stories. We want to hear what's going on with your campaigns. We want to hear about your battles, your wins, your losses, your excitement, your disappointment, all of that. We would love to celebrate with you. Um, that's what we enjoy about this game. Uh, and we enjoy celebrating that with you guys, the listeners. Um, also, if you have questions or comments about the show, leave them there in that channel, especially if... Uh, if you happen to catch us on the week that we're about to record, we'll remember to mention those on the show and uh, and respond to promise, your yeah. respond to your questions and comments live on air. Absolutely, yeah. Again, it is. I've I have been inactive on the Discord recently, which uh, has been my fault. But every time I pop in the uh, the Path to Glory um channel is always popping it's really it's it's genuinely one of my favorite places on the internet like there is always people chatting there's always um really really creative stuff happening so um even if you just come and lurk it's well worth your time absolutely um, amazing okay well we're going to move on to the workshop which is our hobby and army narrative update so in the workshop my friends we show off the progress we've made on our armies and we share the stories that we've created so who wants to go first uh i can take the lead on this one so First thing I want to plug is last episode we talked about potentially doing a slide crown campaign on the Heck show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're going to dive a little bit deeper into getting that started in our yep. next episode. But one of the things I worked on is the Great Weave, uh, the greatweave.com is also running an online version of this campaign. Yeah. Uh, that's definitely worth checking out. 
Um, and so I did a little write-up for there. And my narrative hobby was this short story talking about how uh, my hobgrab marshal in a splinter crusade, uh, Nazbeg Stinkbrain, Excellent. Um, <laughs> took his hobgrats over to the side crown isle. And his whole thing is he's going to get as many resources as he can. And the cool thing about the Slide Crown Isles, these trees have been drinking up Aqua Gyranus for centuries. Right. So he blew one up. Uh, Excellent. And he's going to take do. all of that beautiful life energy infused wood back home. Uh, and just him talking about how his little industrial lumber plant is going to play out. This nice. is very good. I yeah. like this a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's one of the three ways that you can make progress in that campaign, right? Uh, yep. Writing stories, um, playing games, obviously, and painting units. Yeah. Yep. Which and can then, I propose for us would be uh, painting slash assembling because uh, <laughs> <laughs> we can also Honestly, just keep it as painting. That's fine. Whatever. Yeah. Got to follow through, Kieran. I know. I know. It yeah. says it. It says it on the in both places. White Dwarf four ninety three and. Uh, it doesn't say how much side. paint. That's true. You know what? Good point. Doesn't say finish. Wait, does it say finished? Hang on. I have the white wolf in front of me. Let me hang on. Are we talking tabletop standard or parade ready? Right. It says, it says, quote, paint a unit for the campaign. I'm going to leave that. That sounds like a... Right. What's the carriage on? The code right. That sounds like a code right project to me. Or Grand Justice Gourmet. That's true. Oh, my God. So good. So good. Oh my god, I'm excited for us to talk about that. With this perfectly yes. normal wig. Yeah. Um, well, Very normal. Part of my hobby, it's not a fully painted unit, uh, but it will become the next episode, also probably tomorrow, because I'm going to paint it tonight, is my very own Gore Warden Bernard. Bernard. So um, cool. This model again is phenomenal. Yeah, I just I still need to do the wings and the yeah. base. Um, but I'm happy with how he's coming out. The lenses and focusing, but but seeing Pers- that in person, personally, yeah. I think that is that is the coolest of the very cool new releases. That I have for agree, that and so I am very happy that Games Workshop sent the Mortal Realms Network yep. uh, an army box, and I got the Gore Warden out of it. That's Phenomenal, amazing. Um, and yeah, his name is Bonard. Um, not Bonard Bernard. is very of course good. it is. Yeah, uh, you know. The the story for him is that he is a a ward of the king, yeah. uh, and mm-hmm. so he came from a normal human family. I don't know why I have to specify that. Yeah, uh, is there any other kind? Of course, right, right, right. Uh, and his his you know his birth name was Bernard. Um, yep. But then he was chosen mm. by the, the great magnificent arch regent to Amazing. be the ward, and his family was crying. I don't know why. Uh, saying that the king was a monster, but he, you know, <laughs> Bernard saw the truth. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, and so he he became Bonard. Bonard. Yeah. And he, he, I mean, obviously, he has a very prestigious job. Very prestigious and, and role Absolutely. in the kingdom. Yeah, he, you know, he manages the outpost. Well, actually, the story for it is going to be sad because um, <laughs> the, the past season the rules being say. sad no way well, it's, it's not even his fault it's not even their fault because um, the past season my army had been the slaves to darkness my Bellacor mm-hmm. shadow people right so Bonard uh, was you know he trained underneath the, the king and then terrible news had come down that mm. the 
outrageous knights of the scorned prince ransacked his former yeah. home oh man and so he had to lead uh, an army of serfs and knights to root them out and now he's stuck in this dilapidated ho- former family home and trying to yeah. seek revenge so he's right on the borderlands protecting that well nice. uh, and the thing that really sucks is that there's a cursed mirror Mm. that will suck yeah that does suck because he he passes by the mirror because he's got this beautiful flowing cape oh of course absolutely yeah yeah. he passes in front of the mirror he sees this weird bat monster with gross wings yeah that's grim telling him that it's his own reflection and Mm. his true self and that's just weird yeah Yeah. clearly cursed clearly cursed. yeah i just love the idea of like there being a because they're an olgu so they think it's an illusion showing them yeah right but right, it's really showing them the harsh truth, and he won't accept it. Yeah, yep. that's really cool. I like that. Yeah, oh, uh, that sounds amazing. Yeah, and that's kind of what I have been uh, working on recently. I really, with all of the new reveals that we got recently as well for, um, and that we've been getting over the past few months for Bretonia for the old world, I really, really, really want to just make a Bretonian army that I run as ghouls. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's like that this is this is how they see themselves. I mm-hmm. just think that would be I, I think the the opportunity for kit bashing I know also is that even we're like better now with, with now that we're seeing the direction they're taking the model yes, line. Definitely which we expected. Kit bashing yep. be, between normal crypt ghouls yep. and the men at arms would just be amazing is that yeah i'm like in my mind it, i'm like it would be brilliant to kit bash them where it's like um i don't know if you guys have seen on um, this is uh, a different part of the warhammer hobby but um oftentimes when people are painting uh for 40k or horus heresy alpha legion yes. where what they'll do is so mm-hmm. for, for listeners who don't know alpha legion yeah is like the the sneaky hey we're going to disguise ourselves as you or whatever um and so what they'll do is they will paint a marine to look like it's say you know an ultramarine and so it's like you know bright blue and then they paint part of the model like it's this white line as though it's decloaking and then underneath is this like the colors of the alpha legion it's really really good and i was like what if you did that and also kit bashed like so they look like bretonians when you look at them from the front half but then the back half is all like that's where you get the legs and the like bones and the so we'll see so, well, and it would super work with the new crypt guard unit because they yeah. actually have swords or halberds yes right just like the the foot peasantry would for I, yeah i'm like i don't know if it pulled up in front of me but even the like the new pegasus um units are and i forget what the name of the new ghoul units are More but they all, yes they also come in the th- and i was like that works like that mm-hmm. would be right. like it, i'm just like oh my god there's a quite a lot of parallels that would be really funny so to the- do <laughs> Parallels are still there in the the book. Once again, thank you, Games Workshop. Oh, amazing! Uh, yeah, narratively, the Marpeg Knights—they all see themselves as something different. Sometimes yes. they see themselves as like quasi Stormcast riding dragons. Oh, interesting. Sometimes they see themselves as like Pegasus Knights. That's cool. Um, so they're delus- awesome. the different uh, like ghoul courts will have different yes. delusions of what those. Oh, that's are. cool! I'm excited for this book. I really want to. I'm, I'm is, excited for it is, for. For us plebeians to get our hands on it. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Harry, any hobby you want to chat about in the workshop? Um, so what I've mostly been working on is talking with my son about what our armies are going to look like for the game we're going to play in Warhammer World. So we've Amazing. got a trip coming up. Um, by the time this episode comes out, we'll have already gone. 
And we've decided we're going each going to take about 600 points from our Path to Glory rosters. Nice. And I'm going to take Slaves to Darkness, and he's going to take his Lumineth. And uh, so I do have some painting to do yeah. um, <laughs> to make sure that our armies are fully painted. And um, want to, yeah, just go and have a great time p- playing on some amazing tables right there in the heart of it all. Yeah, so jealous. So, so I'll get some some points for painting units by the next episode. Heck yeah, excellent. And that's when it's you know when we really care. So right, <laughs> exactly, exactly. We're storing them. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Other that's than that, I did pick up. Oh, sorry. No, um, no, no, yeah. Other other than that, I did manage to pick up the Sylvaneth uh, Underworld tour band. Uh, one of my uh, oh, very cool. One of the guys in the local group was getting rid of that, so I, I picked up that that warband because I've been looking for that for a little while. Is that the one that has the Kurinothi in it, like the elves and the centaur? No, I had that one. This one yeah. is the uh, the uh, tree revenants. Oh um, yes, yes, yes. Was the Ilfari's guardians? I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A very cool wizard who. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, has a lower half that's all vines, and then the only, the only bow wielding tree revenant in all of the Sylvaneth book, which makes me sad. I yeah. Re- yeah, really, really wish that they would have an all bow wielding tree yeah. revenant option, a missile option, because then I could proxy Wood Elf uh, Glade Guard as yeah. them, and since they're now legends. So I'm still still on the fence on what I want to do with my my old Wood Elf Wanderers, yeah. Because uh, I feel like they should be part of the uh, the Sylvaneth, but I'm not sure how to do that. I could use the Legends War Scrolls from Cities of Sigmar and the Living City, but yeah, there there is a there's a conspicuous Kurinothi shaped hole in the uh, in the current uh, right current uh, Age of Sigmar lineup. Yeah. Um, my Scry. Is in Warcry, we know in the winter we are getting uh, Order and Death Warbands. And there right. is a Warcom short story about a Kurnothi hunting an Osiarch. Yeah. So I think those might be two of the Warbands we get. And they might allow both of those factions who both want more archers to yes. get archery. Yeah, yeah, that would be good. Yeah, because there's one archer in the entire Osiarch uh, range, which also makes me sad. And it's another Underworlds kit. Yep. It's, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's it's a wonderful kit. It's um, amazing. I, I love that that warband as well. Um, but yeah, no, we're we're everything is geared towards this upcoming trip. So that that's the main focus, and everything else is just sort of uh, back shelf um, uh, waiting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sorry, I just want to mention as well um, that the Kurinothi are also mentioned in the uh, beginning, the intro lore in the Slider Crown Sundering. So uh, that yep. uh, the original people who were on the island, uh, the Slider Crown Isle, uh, were an ancient Kurinothi tribe. So that's where the Viridian King comes from. Oh, very uh, who is cool. Part of the, yeah. the White Dwarf narrative for that. So again, I'm just like. We are getting what I think is an order faction, right? And win- well, no, wait, this is an old roadmap. This is winter 2023. I don't know. I feel like maybe, maybe, maybe we get a surprise Kurinothi at some point. I really want that. 
Yeah, I would love I miss it. Wood Elves. I miss Wood Elves a lot. I I just think it's gonna just be a war cry. Yeah, have like an army or right. like actual units. Um, but yeah, and the other thing with the Karnathi mentioned is that it's specifically from the Age of Myth, which mm. people have been like, "Well, how long sure. has Karnathi been around?" And the answer is right. centuries. Yeah, yeah not like, a new thing. So it makes no. sense that they're there. Yeah, which is interesting because that means then that they presuming they're still around today which it seems to be the case that they are from other fiction um yes. that they then survived through the whole age of chaos which is interesting so yeah. if and when oh, i really wish we do Ho- hopefully one day if we get that, i think that will be fascinating fascinating lore so i'm really yeah right. really crossing my fingers on that one anyway fabulous uh well my luckily my workshop is uh, is pretty it's pretty pretty sparse unfortunately um it has been a hard time for a hobby for me recently uh i don't think i mentioned this on the podcast uh but a couple months ago i started a master's degree so i am back in school which has been great has been really fun um but has not left a lot of time for hobbying unfortunately uh or at least for i should say for building and painting um right however i'm trying to like yeah i'm trying to like figure out what's the rhythm where like because there's plenty of time where i'm like not working and so it's like how do i get around the feeling of like oh i should always be doing something um versus the like well but i also spend a lot of time like just resting so how do i trick my brain into being like it's like oh if i'm just sitting there it's fine but if i would like do something else it would be like wow then you may as well be reading for something or whatever so <laughs> like how do i right. trick my brain into 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 doing that i will say i in preparation for that my paints have sat. They're actually in these little um, for um, Harry and Will on screen. They're in these little boxes here, oh, um, yeah. which is nice. It's very organized. Yes. Well, I mean, inside is not particularly. <laughs> and unfortunately, the big ones don't fit. But that's where the models are currently oh, okay. on our shelf. Um, the <laughs> they've sat for so long unused that the the you know it's the pigments have separated so oh, thoroughly. Yeah. So I, I have bought recently. This is about the only hobby I've actually done. Is I bought. Um, quite a lot of like the ball bearings like the little metal ball yep. bearings to go in them and then i also got one of the um that they use for like a uh, nail polish the little shaker thing where you put yes. them down and it like combines it again so i'm like okay yeah i at least i am ready to get my paints back to usable standard whenever there I figure it out is a cheaper trick that i use that i have oh yeah day because i also sit unpainted for a while yeah cocktail shaker Oh, I don't have to see that's a much that's a more fun option. I put my paint pots in there and I just shake it up. I just put like multiple in at a time. Yeah, I I just fill the whole thing with like I get all the colors I plan on using for the next few days. I'll just give a nice little shake. Do you mind? That's amazing. Love it. Now I I need now I want like a recipe book using the paint (laughs) names for like cocktails. That's very funny. funny. I saw a, a YouTube short or a Instagram reel or something where somebody had taken one of the uh, the massage gun yeah. Um, oh, with, yeah. the, with the prongs and it just fit a paint Hysterical. pot between those prongs. That is funny. <laughs> Amazing. I love it. Oh, um, yeah. So in terms for me, that that's pretty much it. But I am really, really excited about our White Dwarf campaign. Um mm-hmm our uh, our slider crown aisle stuff so really looking forward to that um i'm gonna hope to do some hobbying for it uh in terms of some like actually painting building playing if i can get around to it even if it's just a couple units uh but um i also one of the thing i really really like about 
this campaign. Um, and uh, Layla Craven, who we've mentioned a couple of times on the podcast, is the staff writer who is creating and running it for White Dwarf. Uh, they are really, really good about um, also focusing on the narrative of things in the way that like, hey, writing stories and coming up with fiction and all of that kind of stuff is also hobby, uh, especially where narrative is concerned. Because of course, um, even when you play a game, uh, you know, when you write down your notes, of like what happened and kind of from a narrative standpoint, you, you're doing a narrative thing. So um, anyway, I really like that. So um, I am much more likely to be able to do some like narrative stuff. So hopefully in the next few episodes, we'll see uh, some of that. And maybe I'll, you know, write something short that we can read out on air or whatever. Yeah, that'd um, be great. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah, looking forward to that. So I think it'll uh, really uh, reinvigorate some of the hobby stuff for me. So yeah. Amazing. And I don't know if I'm going to leave this in the show. I might just because yeah. uh, one of the things I've been thinking about doing is like little shorts, maybe just like for YouTube or something of like things that we write and just like, I like that recording it and then just two minutes or whatever and just throwing it out there. That's really cool. Yeah, I think that's a great idea because you can even like, you can sort of edit it together where like we use a piece of like, you know, uh, artwork from the, you know, from the battle tomes um, and then sort of, you know, put like a, you know, it just like pans slowly down or something. So it's zoomed in and then just put some like, you know, flames or whatever, like, yeah. the, and it's like that could, you know, that's a perfectly fine thing to accompany yeah. the, uh, the audio. Love it. Very, very into that idea. Okay. Amazing. Fabulous team. Well, we're going to move from the workshop into the war room. And in the war room, my friends, we talk through the battles we faced and we chart the progress of our warlords. Will, I believe you have a couple things to talk about here in the war room. Yes, I have a few things to chat about. Um, first, uh, between our previous episode and this one, the Mortal Realms Network held our first uh, Mortal Realms Con. It's a big fancy word of saying we finally got everyone to sit in a room together <laughs> um, <laughs> which is no mean feat honestly yeah when you have 200 um hosts truly, <laughs> 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 more added every day yeah um no it's just like the we realize the only time we really hang out is at yeah. adepticon and that's if everyone shows up to adepticon because right. we all have our own uh different games and so right. part of this was to sit down play each other's games mm-hmm. and then also just kind of talk about the the show and really just to hang out yeah uh, and as part of that we did a little half day of path to glory we had a handful of players show up um because it's you know there's just a bigger buy-in for playing yeah right exactly. just big mars there is for war cry uh, yeah. the war cry was great it was a full day of just hanging out and it was a f- it ended with a 12 person battle wow uh, oh man just two war cry boards a bunch of terrain um, that's so fun Paven and then they really pulled out all the stops. It was incredible. Fantastic. Um, yeah. Uh, as far as the AOS goes, we had a lot of uh, learner games just because mm. a few people hadn't played uh, third edition since that's they've been awesome. playing yeah. Underworld or yeah. uh, Warcry. But oh, that's awesome. It was nice to kind of see how things go um, with that. And part of what we did for this event was. I was testing out what I call a secrets mechanic Excellent. Um, that I was thinking of doing for future events, but now with feedback getting retooled. But the idea of it is as you go through the gibbering dome mm. and you're looking for hidden secrets, you can unlock path to glory upgrades. Oh, nice. Doing certain things. The idea being path to glory is great and fun. Obviously I wouldn't be here yep. otherwise, 
Uh, but doing it in a one day event uh, is a little bit harder with a lot of bookings. Yeah, right. Trying to find a way to do to be true to the spirit of Path to Glory while mm-hmm. also making it a little bit easier, especially for new people. And the one thing I came up with was instead of the quest system, doing something similar to oh yeah what Dawnbringers has done, um, but then tying rewards into playing narratively. So that's really cool. I came up with. What what are essentially grand strategies for match play, but sure. a little bit more narrative? Yeah, and having narrative um, rewards. So, huh. for example, there was one. It was the the secret of the arcane. I think is nice. the the name I came up with, and it was if your wizard can successfully cast a spell mm-hmm. while contesting an objective outside of your territory. Oh, nice. Uh, you unlock the secret and you can add a new spell to your vault. Very cool. Um, and things of that nature. Like if you're, because with Path to Glory, your general gets a warlord trait, but your other right. heroes need to earn renown. Right. They're not going to do that in three games. <laughs> right. So right. If you you select the secret before the game and you have to work towards it. So if, if another one of your heroes defeats the enemy general in on mm. combat, they get a, a command trait. Love it. That's Basically really cool. earning their name by taking out the enemy general. Not to once again compare this to Total War Warhammer, but I like that. Uh, it's the same kind of thing. Like when you defeat another legendary lord, and you yeah. get some kind of like, hey, you're better at killing ghosts now or whatever. Exactly, right. yeah. yeah. You you play a certain way, you get rewarded for it. Yeah. And it ties into the narrative. But also- Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, one of the things that we've noticed in running the narrative at Adepticon is some people win more and some people don't win as much. And also right. we wanted to create more stories. So we also had a bartering system. Oh, cool. Of like, listen, I didn't get my secret, but I yeah. killed your warlord. Yeah. So narratively, he's my hostage. I will right. give him back to you, meaning Amazing. you don't need to make an injury roll. Yep. And I get my secret. Amazing. That's um, really cool. And then just, uh, we had a few options like that. And then the last one was, as players, you're going to come up with things that us as TOs don't. If you come up with right. something, you both agree on it. And it's not just, I give you yours, you give me mine. Yes. Yeah, go for it. So good. Um, I'm probably going to keep something like that in because I like the idea of uh, working with the, the person you're you're playing, your, your co-player, as they say. Yeah. In a, past white dwarf article we talked about and like yeah we played we tried doing it but you know sometimes the game is a dice game and sometimes the dice don't let you do the thing exactly so we're going to create this narrative together yeah that's really cool we that's something we really want to uh promote if we as we do uh events in the future yeah right that reminds me of the way uh havoc does it too yep. um at, at holy havoc um you know they they have a slightly different system because if you just did straight path to glory, you wouldn't see enough advancement over the course no, of five games. No. But instead, pretty much win or lose, you're going to get some advancements for your warlord. Yep. And there's some other missions that you're also trying to accomplish as you go along. Um, yeah. It's just, yeah, I think there's room for that sort of creativity um, and, and a need for it when you're doing. Yeah, for one sure. day, one day, two day events, and you want to keep that narrative feel, right? It's like how do you condense the time scale of what is normally uh, like a, a much longer months, years thing of a of a narrative of a path to glory campaign right. into yeah. a single day? And I think actually because it also 
you know, the other part of Path to Glory, which is like a big component of it, is adding new units to your roster. And of course, you can like you can facilitate that in a day where people bring like, you know, say they bring three thousand points, but you start at you know one thousand points. Yeah. And depending on how the first game goes, you can add things in. Um, but even then, you kind of know what you're doing. Like you know, there's not that kind of like, ooh, based on what happened in the battle, I'm instead going to add this unit, and then you might go out and buy it and you know yeah. paint it up and whatever. Um, I really like the idea of like the like because spells warlord traits relics all of these things are such a there are immediate benefits that don't require another model another purchase another like you can right. instantly change how things work um in a really fun way i also um let's do a bunch of uh uh you're gonna hit me mention horace heresy again because it's the brain rot has taken over again i'm, I'm yeah. listening to the audiobooks again so the, the, the yeah it's just lodged in my brain um it's very much my roman empire um <laughs> for me at the moment is just the horace heresy um but a couple of horace heresy podcasts where they talked about events i wish i could remember the podcast off the top of my head but i can't um where they had a system for um like mercenaries kind of deal so it was like the tos yeah like came with you know they had like a navigator or a psyker or whatever and so you could um i can't remember whether it was like you accumulated points and you could cash them in for an ally like that or like if you achieve certain objectives again same kind of thing where it's like it's a fun idea where it's like you're adding a unit to your path to glory roster but and it's still a surprise it's kind of interesting narratively themed but it's from the tos not from like you know and obviously right. like, you wouldn't leave with it you, you give it back at the yeah. end but um it's kind of a you know you know you can imagine if you're fighting over an objective that's like in the you know barrows or whatever and whoever wins or controls the objective maybe you don't even have to win but control the objective for a certain amount of turns it's like you uh you know basically like in lord of the rings right you unlock these legendary uh spirits who will like fight with you for the rest of your campaign that's you know whatever but yeah i really like those i think it's a really creative uh creative way to kind of like get that path to glory fix <laughs> in like a single day or yeah. a couple of days if you'd like to join me in uh, war room 2 the sequel to the war room well i believe you have more to chat about yeah, so those were games that I helped facilitate, and then the games I actually got to participate in. I got to play two games uh, with some local players, uh, Joe and Leo. Uh, first game against Joe is my Hobgrad, Cities of Sigmar, um, versus his Stormcast, and he was doing the breakthrough with me as the defender. Nice. Um, I kind of retooled the list from my last go-around. I didn't like how it worked or lack thereof uh so essentially i i restarted my campaign sure yeah uh restarted my crusade the, the first crusade total failure <laughs> exactly um, which is the it feeds into the narrative they're all to dead they're, all, they're dead. all dead um and even though i wasn't more successful in these other games i <laughs> the army's at least doing what i wanted to do that's it, good even if the warlord me <laughs> am not so <laughs> been sticking with it um, but yeah, so I changed my army to Lethus City of Sigmar because oh, very I cool. like it, and it's pure narrative, but because they're Hobgrats and they're tied to this Lamassu and it's this idea of faith and fury and magic mm. and gunpowder. Right. Turning all my marshals into priests, I think is a good Amazing. narrative. I was going to say any, yeah. any priest-based force really needs to run Lethus. I know... Technically, it's a realm-based force, but it, it really reflects any sort of uh, zealots or piet, you know, piety-based yeah. army. Yeah. 
I'm like, kit bashing doesn't stop at the models. We can kit bash rules as much as we want. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I put up a good fight in trying to hold mm-hmm. back the Stormcast, but it really got me because I had I finally had my Iron Weld Great Cannon. Nice. Primed, ready to go. And he deep striked annihilators and killed it turn one. Oh my god, annihilators! <laughs> like, were oh. they were they were they hammer and shield? Or was it the, the big? Uh, it was hammer and shield. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah they but, still hit like a freight train. Yeah. Oh, of course, no, absolutely. Well, and after doing that to Paul so many times, I was just like, <laughs> You're like, oh god, that man from uh, Dark Knight Rises. So that's what that feels like. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Um, but the funny thing in the aftermath of that. I rolled on the injury table because it has enough uh-huh. wounds to do an injury instead of a casualty. Boxcars. So oh, I got to roll 2d6 for down. I rolled nine. <laughs> he, he didn't get a shot off. He stood there and died. Um, but, but now he's a Wow, veteran. did he look cool doing it. Yeah. yeah. And so he can. they can now move and still maintain their fortified position. The narrative oh, is amazing. to them, they just couldn't move fast enough. Like right. We got swarmed. That's what took us out. Yep. So they've been doing their drills, practicing setup <laughs> yeah. and tear down. And yeah, Hob- like anyone, training montage. Yeah. yeah. Like anyone in the military would know you just spend days just <laughs> setting up and tearing down for no yep. reason until you're really yep. good at it. Yep. And so that's what they did. They just practiced unloading and loading the cannon. So funny. <laughs> um, and then the other thing I added to my army was my Lamassu. I was trying to find it because the model I had was smaller than I wanted it to be for a mm. griffin. Then I realized he's not a griffin. He's a Knight Draconis. Ah, there it is. Oh. And so I'm still running Dragon Cast, even though the models aren't dragons. Yeah. Um, and he hits like a freight train. You just can't Amazing. escape it. I can't, I can't <laughs> stop it. I'm realizing playing a swarm Hobgrad army that I really like playing a low model elite army. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Through play. Um. But yeah, uh, he smashed, he broke through very hard. Yeah. In uh, the next game against Leo, he was playing as Flesh Eater Quartz. Um, probably the last time I'll see them in, with the previous book. Yeah. Um, God, they're vicious. <laughs> <laughs> they're vicious and they're hateful. Um, yeah. It was a really fun game. He's a really great player. I And he, we talked a lot about it. Um, this was, we ta- we played the day after the reveals. Oh, wow. So he was just a ball of energy. Like, I was going to say, I bet he was so pumped. Yeah. <laughs> so pumped, so excited. Uh, well, and he's younger. Um, sure, yeah. I got beat by a kid, so what? <laughs> You're like, look, I didn't want to say it, okay, but I was beaten by uh, a child. Yeah, no, but he was great. And he had a lot of really good advice, because I'm like, I collect Flesh Eater Courts, and I want to play them. Right. I will play them when the book and army are out. Uh, and he gave me a lot of good, uh, good advice of how they currently work and where he That's so cool. So thank you. Oh, if you I love listen. that. Yeah, that's great. And again, you know, for, for listeners, you know, just cause we're older or you're older, doesn't mean that yeah, other people not, in the hobby don't have things to teach us. Not that old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're older than a child. Will. Physically. Physically. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we all play with plastic toys. So like, you know, there's a, the degree is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're going to say Harry. I was just going to say, I'm not that young, so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um, yeah. So my crusade, I've gained like no crusade points, no quest points, because I haven't sure. won and I haven't gotten into their territories, but I'm liking my army 
I'm going to continue playing them until the full gold reveal. And then nice. like a little hobby butterfly. I might. Fly yeah. Away. Yeah, totally. Harry just shook his head. <laughs> I, I, Deep sigh. I, yeah, I can relate so much. Um, oh. It's all I can do to, to keep on my Slaves to Darkness army for this whole season, which is yep. 2023. Yeah. I almost took Cities of Sigmar to, to Warhammer World. <laughs> but if it wasn't for them all being like cavalry with lances. And yeah, like, right. Uh, naked and banners. The yeah. the storage is just a, a challenge. Hey, I feel like dark oath. I feel like our white dwarf campaign. This is the perfect time to switch. You know, I, I don't think it has to be your 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 chaos. Uh, yeah. You know, I think you can just. You can just we do will you see. Want. We will see. I would be. Sw- I was like, it, I it, mine would count as switching if I had even started. Um, so <laughs> right. I'm like I'm like, do I do Lumineth and just do a different thing, or do I do Cities of Sigma? Because I got the I got the box for that, as I mentioned nice. in a podcast before. We'll see. I don't know, or I might do something completely different if I'm just going to write narratives about it. True. Well, that's the fun thing. If you're writing narratives, you can kind of do whatever. It's like I, I don't have any OCR Bone Reapers, but like maybe you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I made the realization, I, I didn't do this for any of the games yet because they've kind of been match play leaning. Um, yeah, I've just been doing Pentaglory stuff. Yeah, um, I realized I can just do whatever. Um, yeah, honestly, so my warlord might change because in the narrative, uh, my titular character Sever um, yep. is this elf who has like a di- like a, he's graduated to running a mercenary company. Yeah. Which includes the Hobgrats. And I was going to use him as a Lumineth lore seeker and have him yeah. allied in. But there's elves in Cities of Sigmar. So he. Yeah. I, I had made an Amble of Apotheosis War Scroll for him nice. for Animosity 5 over the summer. So he might just be my warlord. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, truly, absolutely. I'll just strip the titles off my uh, Hobgrat Marshal and make him a lieutenant instead of a warlord. Yeah, love that. Well, the uh, the new the newest release, which I, I hope I'm not skipping ahead too much here, but nope. the Black Talons War Scrolls mm-hmm. have oh, my mind completely blown when it comes to keywords. Mm, because oh, I look at Lorai does not have the Stormcast Eternals keyword. This is the Ideneth, right? She's the Ideneth mage. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's part of the Black Talons, right? Which is a War Scroll for Battletome Cities of Sigmar. Yeah. So, but, but you could run her with. I mean, arguably, you could run her with Ideneth as well. Yeah. This for me really also gets it. Like, uh, like this feels like what a soulbound party would start to look like if we were to yes. get rules for them on oh, the yeah. top. Which obviously like we talked a little bit about and you can certainly kind of do, but yeah, it does feel like it, it feels like that's sort of the next place is like, okay, well like this is kind of an archetype, uh, you know, sort of a prototype for what that might look like. Yeah. Cool. Take yeah. take your soulbound uh campaign and turn it into a unit for yeah. For uh Path to Glory campaign. Yeah. 
Because, I mean, at the very least, you could literally take the Black Talons and reskin them to be whatever and just use it in whatever faction. Like, obviously, that, you know, that's great. But, yeah, it would be so cool to eventually have, like, an Anvil of Apotheosis that is is just for, like, creating your Soulbound. Like a little guide of, like, if your Soulbound character has these traits. Yes. Here's the, like, here's the port over. Yeah. That would be awesome. Really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would be great. Well, and they're a, uh, the Black Talons are a regiment of renown. But right battalion so it's like they work a certain way and our mercenaries which fits into the the story of the yeah Hunt, which yes i can get into but first I'll i was like you. oh what's that is that the library calling yeah is, it, is that a fire flickering from across the across the the, the wall room is awfully cold folks let's let's uh <laughs> let's let's meander into the library if you'd like to join me uh where in the library uh, we ponder the latest Path to Glory material from Games Workshop and come up with narrative ideas to field it yeah. and also other Games Workshop stuff because we're going to talk a lot about that. Yeah. Sorry, you were saying something about the Long Hunt? <laughs> yeah, so oh. we'll get into the rest of the Long Hunt in a second because yep. I know Harry has stuff he wants to talk about. Um, but just that in the story, the Black Talons are there with the Crusade. Oh, cool. They're not mm. with the Stormcast. So that's okay. why they're oh, the cool. mercenary regiment of renown. Yeah, makes sense. No. So they slot into to that unit instead. Nice. So I think that's super neat. Yeah, very, very yep. neat. But on the topic of Stormcast, um, my son and I did just finish listening to uh, First Forge, the Hammers of Sigmar, or is it Hammers of Sigmar, First Forge? Yeah. Um, it's a, a novel. Uh, we listened to it on Audible. Um, and. I am blanking out on the author. For uh, some reason, Strahan, right? Strahan, yeah, yeah, Strahan. Um, yeah, I was remembering the the narrator, which is Richard Reed, mm. but I couldn't remember the the author. Was he a good um, narrator? He is a good narrator. He's also the one who did Realm Lords. Oh, cool. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, he's he's one of the better narrators, I think, for the Age of Sigmar audiobooks um but yeah so what we've been doing is we've been going back and forth uh we're slowly working our way through the old uh gotrick and felix series so we'll do a slayer novel and then an age of sigmar novel Um, nice so between what was it we just started Vampire Slayer after we finished that. I can't remember whichever one was before Vampire Slayer. Between those two, we did we did um, Hammers of Sigma or First Forge, and that was a really fun story to listen to, um, because it tied in a lot of stuff that we've seen with third edition releases. Mm. So you've got a lot of the Thunderstrike um, armor. The, oh, cool. the interaction between Stormcasts who are wearing Thunderstrike and what they call Ancient Plate or... Oh, um, cool. I got yeah, this. This sounds amazing. They, they, they gave a name to or the the older armor, which they refer to it as Ancient Plate or, or um, Elder Plate. Hmm. And uh, the concerns of the... Uh, the skies, what are they called? The cursed skies. Uh, the the cursed skies, yeah. So you've got, they have the concerns of the, the cursed skies if they're not in Thunderstrike armor. Uh, really got into what it looks like when a Stormcast dies or is dying and is about to be taken by the lightning. Um, the role that the Knights Relictor 
mm. play in keeping, you know, not just motivating the Stormcast on the battlefield, but also helping to guide the souls back to Azir and back That's to really the Anvil cool. of Apotheosis. Um, and then also uh, talked about Vandus, Vandus Hammerhand, mm-hmm. because this was not just uh, about the Hammers of Sigmar, but it was really uh, about three different uh, chambers, the oh, Hammerhands, cool. the Thunderbolts, and uh, what was the third one? I'm blanking out on the third one. But there were three three sort of uh, rival uh, chambers all going together in actually they were in the great parch um and the uh the the arch nemeses the the uh, antagonist for this story were corn bloodbound so we were kind of going back to that first edition yeah uh, age of sigmar um but talking about now after the era of the beast the condition that vandis hammerhand is in is mm-hmm. very different than how he was back during the realm gate wars and mm-hmm. his constant reforging has taken yeah. its toll and we've seen that alluded to yeah. in uh in various short stories on the warhammer community page we've seen it in um if you have warhammer plus and you watch warhammer tv and watch the uh, recent lore masters about ionis Cripborn talk some about the toll that the reforging has on the various stormcasts and they really lean into what that looked like as an outsider so none of the story was told from Venice's perspective it was all other stormcasts who were observing him as this great legendary hero right but also kind of sad because yeah he doesn't he he seems to be suffering from right uh, this kind of uh, the the after effects yeah. of this constant combat and this constant reforging, um, which not to get off on too much of a tangent here, but as a veteran myself, definitely makes me think about the neat ways that that the writers of Black Library Fiction have leaned into kind of teasing at this yeah. theme of what are the impacts of combat on yeah. Yeah. on people long term and you know they you know they don't get too heavy this is still yeah you know fantasy fiction it's entertainment yeah but there are these hints of like this isn't entirely without consequence you can't right. live this combat life and not have it take some toll and I really appreciate that personally, that they they put some of that realization in there. Yeah. Um, that is really cool. Definitely interesting because like Warhammer is a, it's a game of plastic toys that glorifies war. Right. right. But like you're saying, you can tell they're definitely treating that with more respect. Uh, yeah. Again, uh, actually, Kieran, you're the odd man out as the, the only non-veteran here. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, well, I, 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 have to, I was like... <laughs> no, I was just going to say, but... um. A really good perspective is Noah Van Wen, a black mm. library writer who is also a veteran. Mm-hmm. And you can, it's so weird. Some of the small things that give you that hint mm. only if you're another veteran, even if it's like stupid things, but it's like how mm-hmm. people react to combat or there was a moment in God Eater's son where they're trying to have, 
he's having this deep conversation with a character who's a little, um, who's just gone through stuff. Yeah, and then that he's seen other, some things. He's seen some things, and that other guy just like hearing this emotional like talk just yeah writes out a little um, and toots and like that's a veteran joke. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. That's how I knew. Like more than anything, it's just like oh so yeah, good. that's the sense of humor. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, you can tell that I'm not a veteran because, Harry, when you said speaking as a veteran, I laughed because I thought you meant being old and you were going to make a joke about, I also forget stuff. And then when you moved into no, being an actual veteran, I was like, oh, no, I look like the worst person. I just giggled. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm only going to keep the giggle in and not. Yeah, exactly. Not this explanation. No, no way. <laughs> so the only the only gripe that I will give on First Forged is they spend a lot of time and I, and I'm just going to say spoilers now if you don't if you're about to listen to it or you're going to read it I'm going to take my headphones and you off don't want to hear this yeah, then just skip it. skip it like two minutes but they spend a lot of time introducing a human character a Cities of Sigmar character up front. They build up a bunch of intrigue with this character, and then she fails in combat. Not a lot happens, and that's it. Like you don't, there's no resolution to it. It's just kind of like at the end, she she survives and she gets back to Hammerhall, and you're kind of like, is there another story here? Because that that was not a satisfying end to that plot line. Yeah. But. I've heard similar reviews from uh, that book. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the Stormcast stuff was awesome. Well done. Well tied in the cities of Sigmar side. I was just like, why did we spend all that time on that character? Because I'm going to motion for Karen to put his headphones back on. Um, Okay, I'm coming back um, in. Right. Hang on. Um, I took my I took my headphones off, um, and because I have the volume turned up so loud, I could still hear everything. <laughs> so I was like, "Oh my god, I have to turn the sound down." Or um, related to that, but it's not a spoiler or anything. I was like, I just put them back. Well. I know this is more of a, Give me a thumbs up. Yeah, I've been playing the new Realms of Ruin. Age of yes. Our RTS game. It's fun. Is it good? Is it it's actually good. okay? Yeah, I enjoy my it. Son, my son is all but begging me to get that. I'm not. We're waiting to see if it goes on sale yeah, over the holidays. I, I probably oh, wait for true. sale. Um, but that's my opinion on any video game. So don't take no. it as a review of the game. Just like, <laughs> yeah. Save as much money as you can. Um, but there is a, a human character that they like. It's all the storm cast and then a battle mage. Yeah. Nice. Who has these prophecies and he's leading them to a secret artifact. And like, I don't know. And if you do know, don't <laughs> spoil it. But. I'm just assuming he's a uh, like hidden Zinch Magister. Like, Chaos guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it's the one human hanging out with the Stormcast, telling right. him where to go for an right. secret. Like, come on, man. Especially when <laughs> Zinch is one of the factions, one of the four factions. Right. It's like, okay. But the thing is, like, everyone was like, oh, well, this is a Zinch bad guy before we knew Zinch was a oh, fact. Like, it was just like, yeah, it's yeah, so yeah. obvious. That's so funny. <laughs> and if he's not, I'll somehow, like, be more disappointed. <laughs> yeah right it's like ugh. It was unless right he skates and it'll be even yeah. better that would be a great surprise we'll see i can't get past this one mission because i not as good as rts's as i used to be 
Uh, yeah, I have never been good at them. I always have really enjoyed them, but I've always sucked at them. Yeah, I won't say what yeah. mission, so no one judges me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the introduction mission. <laughs> so going back to the themes from the book, though, um, because it is a lot about the reforging, I found that really interesting as we are starting to look at this next book in the Dombringer series. Yes. Because one of the main characters from that, and probably the one that has most caught my attention, is Ionis Cripborn, the Warden of Lost Souls. Because he is on a special, separate mission to find some magical means of ending the curse of reforging. Yeah, it's huge. I mean, it has huge lore implications, yeah, for... Especially because it's like obviously like Sigmar and Grungi themselves are like are concerned about it, have tried, and so it's like, yeah, what is what I what does Ionis know or hope to find that they couldn't find? Which right, is fascinating. Yeah, and if you if you uh, watch the latest lore masters on Ionis Cryptborn, um, it's not just about him. I'll, I'll go ahead and say that. Like it is. Man, every time I watch Lore Masters now, I'm like, this is why I subscribe to Warhammer Plus. Got, I'm like, I because got to have Warhammer Plus yeah, every time. There, it's not just about him. It's about it goes into Stormcast as a culture, like oh, the whole really reforging process. Um, some of the ways that the reforging curse varies from yeah. Stormhost to Stormhost um, because it manifests differently and specifically talks about the special role that the sacrosanct chamber plays in um, the reforging process. And also when a soul escapes from the anvil of apotheosis and becomes mm-hmm. a lightning geist mm-hmm. I love that. Um, and goes out around the realms, the sacrosanct chamber is tasked with hunting down that lost soul, that, that lightning geist and either recapturing it or destroying it so that it doesn't cause more havoc. Yeah. Um, it's so it's good. Just this amazing. is some real juice for the Stormcasts. I, really I love, is. I just, yeah, I, you know, especially when they first came out and it was sort of, everybody was just like, oh, these are just, you know, fantasy space Marines or like that. I have these, I think the, like exploring some of these things, especially the reforging process and the yeah. ways in which that goes wrong or can change is one of the most interesting things about them as a faction where it's like, yeah, yeah, if you have a hero who can like, you know, they die and they come back, it's like, well, where's the tension and conflict in that story? The tension and conflict in that story is how do they change every time? Like how, what does it do to them that they can't die? Um, Well, and to like, to that point, especially talking about Harry was saying, it was like the cost of that. Yeah. uh, Being immortal and being reforged makes them more human than space Marines. Yeah, right, exactly. Uh, they're, they're literally psychically trained to not have human emotions. They're taking at a young age to make it easier mm-hmm. to indoctrinate them. Um, but like Stormcast, they remember their past. Yeah. Until they slowly until they don't. And, but right, like they lived a whole human life yeah. pre like as opposed to Astartes, who, yeah, it's like you take them when they're like, you know, five, six, like really, right. really young. Yeah. Um, they don't live human lives. They are no longer, they are post-human. They say that all yep. the time in the 40K and Horus Heresies stuff. Yeah. Versus Stormcast who are, they they were humans. They were, you know, we before this, they lived a whole mm-hmm. life before they were Stormcast. And right. they're still allowed to have those relationships. Yeah, right. They, 
I mean, they do it with other Stormcasts. They don't do it with people, but like they still yeah. have yeah. these emotions and things, and there's still yep. a cost, and you still see the effects of endless yeah. war on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. I do find it interesting that only humans are reforged as Stormcast <laughs> that we know of. I, um, I was about to say that, and then I was like, I feel like there's a, there's an example that's. They, but I can't think of off the top of my head. If it was, it was early first edition, and I okay. think they like retconned it. I think yeah, sure. One of the characters in Soul Wars, the novel, was hinted mm. at being an elf, but was not okay. confirmed. But I feel like that's what uh, Josh Reynolds was going for. Gotcha. But then, like, they didn't let it slip through because that edition they added the human keyword to all Stormcast. Right. Wars right. right. And then um, one of the other. Uh, well, I mean. You do have Grungni in the Grombrindle book doing sort of a proto Stormcast reforging of Grombrindle. Oh, interesting. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. So so it's like he he established the technology with Grombrindle, but then right. used it with with the humans. Grombrindle uh, Primarch confirmed. <laughs> right. <laughs> I can lead your Primark. Yep. One of the other interesting things, and this goes to if you listen to our last episode, I'd brought up the question of um celestial beasts and whether or not they are reforged. Mm. In Hammers of Sigmar first forged, Kalanax is taken by the lightning and Vandas fights on. Oh. And it's clearly clearly indicated that Kalanax is going to be reforged. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was was very interesting. Yeah. And if you're listening and you have no idea what we're talking about, it's because we had this conversation right before we started the episode. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> um, but you can pick up the gist. The, the question yeah. was, do the beasts get reforged? And my answer was no, because in a different novel, the rider gets taken, but he was dismounted and the star Drake didn't. Mm. And I said, the, there might be a canon explanation of it's because he was dismounted. And here we have Kalanax yeah. back. Um, Cause Kalanax is in the long hunt. And we were having questions about that on the story phase. So here. Yeah. We, yeah. Yeah. So at least some of the mounts seem to be reforged along with their riders, but not all um. of them because some people, Mr. Lord important, mm wear the cape of their grift charger <laughs> maybe, I mean, it's not his, maybe it's a grift charger a grift charger so it is interesting <laughs> that because yeah i mean there, there's also the practical thing of like if you're if if the mounts and the beasts are reforged every time surely you're going to eventually run into some of the same issues that the stormcast face where yeah. they remember less especially thinking about vandas's state now where he really like unless he's on the battlefield and even then is like in no fit shape to kind of like hold conversations or to like believe what he sees around him. And of course, if you're doing that with mounts, it's like, it's no longer reliable. Like if your horse is just skittish, you know, constantly. So maybe it's like for legendary ones or, or yeah. Interesting. I would like, more uh, there's ones. all sorts of questions that I have yeah. about this. I mean, cause so Draconiths are keyword stormcast, mm. and for rules purposes still get to, you know, explode when they die. Yeah, they right. roll all right. the dice. Yeah, exactly. Maybe it's so, because um, Storm Drakes and Draconith wear Stormcast armor. Just yeah, like maybe that's what it is. The armor yeah. explodes. I've, my question still remains with Aether Wings. Mm-hmm. 
and and griff hounds for that matter that is the question <laughs> like are they taken by the lightning and reforged only if they're a really good boy slash girl <laughs> Even as, 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 as harry's dog, dog is yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, um uh yeah for the long hunt um we have a continuation of the path of glory uh quest tree that they have it's chapter two i'm not gonna dive too deeply into it mostly because it's pretty similar to what we saw with the first one it just Mm. continues um there is like new setback tables to show like the different things they have to deal with in this book Mm -hmm. uh, as opposed to the previous one and again for both realms that's uh, cool blessings one cool thing that they added as part of their branching quest of the crusade is you if you lose you don't just suck and take damage or whatever happened in the past and you just have to live with the setback uh you actually get to make decisions oh that's okay. really cool that's really cool <laughs> yeah so one of the dis- the the first decision you make if you lose the first battle is whether you want to press forward or set up camp and rest oh if that's you, cool yeah if you press forward you roll a dice it's a 50 percent chance of like either nothing happening or bad things happening. Sure. Uh, the bad thing is you just don't like it's your training command breaks down because of your lack of supplies. Right. In your next path to glory battle. You do not receive any command points in the first battle round. Yeah. It's like, oopies. Yep. Um, but if you set up camp and rest, the downside is although setting up camp allows you to resupply, it costs you valuable time. You lose right. three crusade points. Sure. So you still take the setback on top of the actual setback, but you yes. get a little bit more choice and you get a, a little bit more decision and there's a little bit more narrative to what is going on. And just to clarify, this is this still a campaign series or a campaign system for Cities of Sigmar? Yep, it's specifically yeah. for Cities of Sigmar, um, which is why I don't want to go too much into like all of the different options. Um, yeah. Because not everyone gets to benefit, but if you are right. playing along and doing this, they just added a cool, a few new things in this book to add on to that campaign system, other than just, yep. And here's the next section, play through. Right. They, they yeah, put yeah, yeah. A, a little yeah. bit more stuff in to give it a little bit more choice. A little more depth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did have an idea for an alternative campaign that I would have liked to see. Um, that is just total war. Because there's so many many armies of renown that have unique heroes and leaders, and we have all these different sub factions. Totally, I feel like they should have done like a legendary lords campaign of yeah, yeah. Here is the dramatis personae for these campaign systems. Here are the sub factions or armies of renown they're in. Yep, and you can play battles and you can get these rewards and like have it similar to how like the slide crown campaign will work. Based on how you did, you'll get a certain art. Right. Or something. Especially now that we've got two books that have had armies of renown in them. Yeah. Um, so how many factions are we looking at with armies of renown? Oh, it's a lot. It's like six, seven. Because um, there are four in the previous one. And then there are four in this one. Yeah. So eight. Yeah. yeah. Eight eight different armies of renown that you could play as. That's almost enough to do an armies of renown only campaign. 
Yeah. yeah. For real. It seems to me that sounds like potentially the next path to story thing. <laughs> I, I started campaign rules to write it down of like, well, cause the, the thing is it would be a change from how path to glory works because path to glory. Yeah. You specifically cannot have a warlord. That is unique. right. Right. And right. Be a campaign that's rewritten to allow that to happen. Yeah. Right. I, I guess I'm seeing it more as instead of path to glory, where you're telling your story, you're playing in the map. Along yeah, you're 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 playing this this almost like preset story, and yeah. all you do is you pick your army, you play through, and you kind of tell the story of how that army did. Yeah. Um. But, but it, I don't know. I I see the armies of renown. I still see the armies of renown as being the prototype for how are we going to get new players into fourth edition Age of Sigmar. Mm. It's Hey, go buy this you box know, and you have box. everything you need. This yeah. is the, you know, it's got a hero. It's got some units. Yeah. This is your army. You can play anybody else who also has a boxed army like this. And it's a roughly balanced game. Play one of these three scenarios and you're going to have a fun time. Yeah. And I think like to that point, I like that a lot of different ways of narrative play. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I think you could do like a one day or two day campaign or yeah, like event campaign where it's everybody gets a preset army. Um, yeah. You come in, you play your first game is basically a demo game and then you're off to the races yeah. with playing through, you know, the next four games with that army. Um, and you tell the story of what that army did in this little, you know, yeah. campaign region. Or like even... Because my, my dream for something like this is when you register, you pick your named character that you're representing. Yeah, right. And no one else can take him. Right. There's only one Bellacore at yes. the event. There's only one Ushorin. There's only yeah, one. Yeah, like you are playing as Bellacore for this yeah. event. I think, yeah, exactly. Like that yeah. legendary lord, Total War, like I am Carl Franz. I am managing the Empire. I right. Am, yeah. yeah. I think that would be... A super cool event. The only downside is like, if you only collect one army and you weren't fast enough. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's like a. It would almost be like the event would have to provide the armies, which is like so much is, effort and time on the EO. Uh, yeah. Or no. Or you <laughs> yeah, just put yeah. down like which ones you can field. Yeah. Also that. Just yeah. Have a chart of like okay. Oh, totally. I mean, yeah. If you had a, a really cool store. You could have one of each army of renown box. Mm-hmm. First weekend of the event, you show up, you you register by buying that box. Yeah, <laughs> you you build and paint it over the next week, and the next weekend <laughs> you play the games. That would be super cool of them. Yeah, well, there's got to be a way to do that because you could almost like. Invite me to this Google Doc or wherever these notes are, because there's a cut. I've yeah, I'm like this is tickling the this is tickling my brain. Well, the, the notes I have was I started writing down all the unique heroes. Yeah, and I got halfway through Stormcast and gave up. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness, goodness. Yeah. these are all hammers of Sigmar. I need to start trimming something. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> they could even be like custom heroes, like custom or like or they could be like named within the law. Because you could almost yeah. do it where it's like. 
you have a choice of like two to three per grand alliance. And so like using Bellacore as an example, um, you can sign up as Bellacore in the like chaos faction. So yeah. you your army, you know, and then you can kind of spin it narratively of like, you know, because even if it was like order and you picked say Vandas, you know, you could still... I there are law reasons why it could be like, oh, maybe you sign up with the Cities of Sigmar army or you sign up with the... So that the legendary lord is still the same, but their force is kind of like what can still be customizable, oh, yeah. maybe. You know what I mean? Where it's yeah. like, oh, I have a Cities of Sigmar army. I'm going to play as Vandus, but he is going to be leading my... Cities of Sigmar. My Cities of Sigmar kind of deal. Almost um, like legendary then, lord mercenaries. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, yeah, Legendary Lord Mercenaries, where it's like, yeah, that's your, because uh, you could even then actually like, you could then keep your path to, to glory, uh, uh, sort of warlord, maybe they're not your warlord for the event, but like, they could still come and hang out with Bellacor, or they could come and hang out with Archaeon, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, that, that could maybe be a fun, yeah, maybe or just the, replace them for the final there. battle or something. Yeah. 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 Uh, Will can cut this however he wants. Joke's on you, Kieran. I will. I'm going to say something to the effect of like, oh, that sounds positively ghoulish. And then, Harry, you can come in and be like, speaking of ghouls. Okay, so here we go. Will, you can cut this however you want. Well, that sounds pretty ghoulish to me. Well, speaking of ghouls, (laughs) we have a new battle tome coming out. Yeah, we do. We most certainly do. Um, You know, I mentioned in the hobby section, thank you, Games Workshop, for sending us a copy of the Army Box, which includes... Battle Tome Flesh Eater Court. Oh, and it's the special one, right? The limited edition, the yeah, like fancy yeah, yeah. one from the. Ooh. Yeah. I have been excited for this. I called it back at yep. um, Harbingers. I mean, it wasn't a huge yep. call. There's only one army left. But. <laughs> but I do feel like you've been talking, like, Ghouls has been, like, you and Ghouls have been, even before Harry and I joined the show, like, it feels like you have been on the Ghouls train. And, but especially cool. this season. So this, this really feels to me like such a culmination. Well, I've been saying, like, the thing that's been preventing me from getting into it is just yeah. the models aren't where I want them Absolutely. to be. Absolutely, yeah. And with the the latest reveals in this new book, they're... God, they're amazing. Like, they're not all there, because all the old models are still in right. range. Mm-hmm. But we're finally getting the models that match the narrative of the ghouls, which is... Yeah. Right. A little history for folks. The Flesh Eater Courts and Ghouls in the old world were just, like bad vampires and like weird cannibals and they didn't have much lore and then when right. Age of Sigmar happened the writers took those models and they went we can make a whole new faction with whole new lore out of these old models they just look like weird cavemen yeah but mm-hmm. now there are these cursed courts who see themselves as noble and idealistic and have these grand ideas and strategies and kingdoms but they look like f- feral man-eaters and they look like little golems it and was it's like the narrative is so cool and speaks to a lot of people a shout out to the fec gang that <laughs> um yeah i was gonna say this is he dabbed just for <laughs> your your visual reference there. Um, who are like folks i've been talking to because we've all been excited for this to finally happen yeah. because like while the narrative is there the models have not matched that narrative right and now we have models that match the narrative and those models now have a battle tome and they have path to glory rules. So oh, we're going to break it down before we get do. into that. Let's just talk about the models some more. Uh, the reveal oh so happened still pretty recently. So for you all, uh, 
highlights of it. I think we there's one major highlight, and if anyone wants to take it, go for it. <laughs> I okay. So we're talking about uh, Usharan. Is that how you say it? Usharan? Usharan? I have no idea. I'm gonna say Usharan, the uh, the Summer King. The Summer King is finally here. We have talked about right. it on the podcast, like so many times it's like come up of like when we're we gonna see when we're we gonna see when we're we gonna see um it is i don't know what i expected from this model um i yeah like i i don't know yeah i don't know if i was expecting kind of more of like a a regal sort of like you know the spindly thing but they just nailed they nailed the look of him he is amazing i am like I, like I saw the model and I was like, this is the most Dark Souls looking thing I've ever seen from Games Workshop. And I mean that fully as a compliment because actually I hadn't thought about it till seeing the model, but I'm like Dark Souls as like the kind of decrepit nobility theme mm-hmm. is actually like so perfect for the the ghouls, especially like, you know, Ashara. So this is just phenomenal. I love that he's this really big hulking brute. I didn't think that we would get that. I was thinking it would be um a little bit more like yeah kind of like you know stand tall and uh, um uh that kind of thing the what's the named character for the ocr kratos catacross catacross that's it um i thought it was going to be a little bit more catacrossy and this is just amazing it looks like nothing else we've ever gotten yeah. from gw period and i am so thrilled i think it's a phenomenal model yeah i mean i i love how as soon as I saw pictures of this starting to show up on social media, because I wasn't watching the preview live, there was no doubt who this model was. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, yeah, I mean, we've all been expecting them to probably redo. Uh, we we knew we we were still owed a Battle Tome Flesh Eater Chords this this year. Yeah. Yep. Or this edition rather, and there were all these hints at the Summer King coming. Yep. But as soon as you saw this model and you see the crown and you just see how big it is, there was absolutely no doubt. I didn't have to see like the 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 caption on the picture. Right. Like I knew that this was Usharan. Yeah. Speaking of the caption too, that is it is a really cool thing because we do get confirmation that Usharan is actually a Mortark. Because I think there was some discussion yeah. of whether because he was cursed by Nagash, like whether uh, you know, there was an antagonism there, whether it was going to be the case of he was or not. And he is, in fact, he's the Mortark of Delusion, which I w- love. What a great name. So great. great. I actually, I just had the article pulled up with all this stuff. So here's some of his epithets, which I love. Mm-hmm. They didn't say this on on the stream. So this is, uh, he's the Lord of Masks, the yep. first exemplar, Summeros Summer King, the Somber Paladin. He is Usharan the Bold, finest blade of the, blade of the Mortarks, which is just awesome. Mm. It's so good. Yeah. I love it so much. And he's got like a great scenic base with him. Like so yeah, many details. Base is, yeah. Oh. And the, the screaming face yeah, in his cloak. Like, Plural. Uh, yeah, yeah he, literally there is so many. He's the Lord of Masks and those are his screaming masks. Yes. Oh of my course goodness. They are. Yeah, mm-hmm. I just love his, the one head is screaming in his ear directly. Yeah. <laughs> Which does feel very appropriate. Oh. And yet he is still a vampire at his core. Yep. Yeah. Which is, oh people, man. People yeah, forget. Ghoulish, like, uh, oh. The abhorrents are vampires. Yeah. Yeah, I do yeah. forget that, actually. I do forget that a lot. Like if, you, if you go back to the old 
you know, back when they split Warhammer Army's undead into wet and dry undead. (laughs) 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 You you had the the Vampire Counts book and one of the one of the bloodlines was the Strigoi. Yep. Um which were were essentially the abhorrent kings. Mm -hmm. Um, These these devolved monstrous vampires. Yeah. I'm never gonna get over the wet and dry undead. That <laughs> wet is so and dry undead is so good. That's amazing. Um, one one cool thing is like the they, there's always lore entries in the books for all the units. Um, for the abhorrent, it's not just the abhorrent king; it's now king or queen. Mm. Just noting that, like you know, uh, the different dynasties may be patriarchal, may be matriarchal. Oh, that's yeah, great. She's great. And be our cold depending on uh, people's uh, identity. So yeah. I, I love that they, they throw that acknowledgement out in there, even though the existing models are currently all male presenting. Yeah. 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 I do. It, it reminds me of the, like that meme that often goes around on Tumblr. That's just like a diversity win. The feral, like ghoul <laughs> tearing your face is a, is a girl boss, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but really important because, I mean, it, you know, if nothing else, it also just it adds more for us to tell narratives about, right? It's like, yeah. I just love that. Yeah, the the flexibility is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And also a bunch of the Crypt Guard models are uh, female ghouls. Yeah. Yes, I spotted that, which is so, so good. Yeah. I Speaking about the Crypt Guard, so this is, yeah, one of the other um, units that got revealed. The thing I like most about these guys is... Um, I feel like you can also pretty convincingly, uh, as long as you differentiate them enough, like maybe run them with the halberds when they're crypt guard, these could stand in for those sort of like older, just basic crypt ghoul yeah. guys. So, you could even take some of the, you could, you could probably kit bash two of these together if you really wanted to separate them, but they are, yeah, I really like that it's like, oh, this feels like a, this kit is going to pull double duty. So I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I'm really anxious to see what the, the uh, battlefield rules are for, the the new units that they've shown especially yeah. the crypt guard and the um the morbeg knights because if i can get away with running an only new model that is also true courts, yeah. yeah yeah that's probably the only way i'm going to do this army um i think you easily could the the crypt guard they um easily could be like they they form more of like a guard i mean obviously role mm-hmm. giving uh, better ward saves to folks. Um, more of Hags are battle line. If you take a Gore Warden, which I'm cool. which painting. definitely could, yeah. because I want to do uh, just flying knights is the, yeah. the army yeah. I want to do, and I have yeah. a bunch of the flares already, so I just need to get some of those more pegs. Oh, that's great! And actually, for um, of course, for for Path to Glory, we we you know we don't even have to worry about line actually. So yep. I hadn't thought about that. So that that's the other thing is that you know if you're if you are just going to do a Path to Glory army with this, yeah, you, you could let yeah literally just run the Crypt Guard like yeah. you know it might cost you more points you know per se than uh, than the the regular guys, but yeah, I don't know. Just it. go with the 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 models that you love. Yeah, um, man. Yeah. This also just to like just to move off from just a second is it also makes me really, really, really excited for when we get new Skaven yes. refresh because yep. I'm like, oh, they have done the ghouls so well here. I cannot wait to see like the kind of more line troop Skaven mm-hmm. uh, uh, redos. But now nah, so we, squatted. Uh, we've also got yeah. three new heroes. Yep. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. do you want to talk about those? Well, 
Uh, yeah. So we have the the Gore Warden, who is uh, a winged knight. His job is to protect the outposts. We have mm-hmm. an abhorrent cardinal. Mm-hmm. With- this guy is such classic Warhammer. Yeah. Like it's so good. Yeah, he, he's got his awesome staff that has a skeleton with a beating heart in it. Uh, that oh I my god, I didn't see the heart before now. Yeah, um, and he's his cardinal cloak. It looks like your classic um, like cardinal robes. Oh yeah, until you see at the bottom that there's a hand and that, that there's a hand wearing on it. skin. <laughs> it's yeah. so brutal and so good, so good. And he's death's first priest. Um, oh, that's cool. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, in a faction that all worship Nagash because Nagash is all yeah. in all in Nagash. Uh-huh. Uh, you have a priest. Um, that's yeah, really, so that's good. really cool. There's also a sub-faction that turns all of your abhorrence into priests. So, Oh, that's very what? cool. What? I'm looking great. at the details on him. He has like these three like spikes all the way through his arm. Mm-hmm. That's gnarly. I love um, these rings. The rings mm-hmm. are very cool. And then the final one, the Dark Horse, um, that looking at him, you're probably not too excited, but he's great, is the Royal Decapitator. Which I'm just, very. I don't know what you mean, Will. I'm very excited about the Royal so Decapitator. Cool. Well, if you look at everyone else and like how extra they are, you're like and the oh. ridiculous wigs and yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's because he's just a, he's a ghoul. He's not a vampire like the rest of them. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. But this dude is feral. Like I don't like talking too much about unit specific rules, but this dude is going to be a monster because yeah, that's really cool. Whole thing is, uh, he's a decent melee combatant. Uh huh. Good. But if he good. does any wounds to a hero, he rolls a die. And on a five up, that hero oh, is love dead. This. Love it. That's oh, so man. cool. Don't the um the ghosts have a have a similar thing, right? Don't they have somebody who I does that? I think so. It's, it's the a- tally man or something. Yeah. It's like yeah. a I forgot a good look, but yeah. So Will Will, I've I forgot one hero because they they previewed him. Before this article, also, yep. yes, but we cannot skip out on the the judge himself. What's his name? Grand Justice Gormain. So good, so good with his like judge wig that is just intestines. Brilliant yeah. again, such classic yeah. Warhammer fantasy tongue in cheek. Here is this awful, horrifying thing that is also so funny. Yes. I'll gush about the executioner for a second. Oh, the, the decapitator for a second. So the thing, yeah, and Will, what you're saying, like the thing that I really like about him, they're not as flamboyant as some of the other heroes, but I like, and like you're saying, because they're a regular ghoul, I think that it really helps tie the army together where you have the really like outlandish kind of like noble characters. But then I think having a character like this, that that sort of, it feels like it's so emblematic of what this faction is the like the ghoul the you know right. the axe like it's so good i he, think he's a serf good. but he has an elevated position within exactly. the army exactly yeah exactly and i love i really like so it looks like again according to the article that there is a choice of heads there's a bear head or a uh, hooded executioner's mm-hmm. uh, head mm-hmm. and i i really like the hooded one actually i think that that really helps sell the uh, the the uh, his you know executioner type and it's uh, such a classic head. like medieval court type character it really is where you'd have you know an executioner who's you know again not a nobleman he's a lowborn who carries out the will of the king yep that's it sentence of death by the judge and then oh my god yeah okay so similar to the scripture mortis um 
So he has the sentence to eternal torment. Uh, in your hero phase, you can say that this unit is going to record the name of a judged soul. If you do so, pick one enemy hero that does not have the death keyword and that is visible to this unit to be the judged soul. At the start of each of your subsequent hero phases, if the judged soul and this unit are on the battlefield, you must make a judgment roll for the judged soul. <laughs> and this unit cannot record the name of a different judged soul in, in that phase. In addition, if the battle would end, da, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. To make a judgment roll, roll a dice. If the roll is less than the number of current battle rounds, uh, the judge sold suffers 2d6 mortal wounds. Oof. The same unit cannot be picked more than twice. But So that's kind of like a, you could still tank that. You could still roll lucky on that. You could yeah. still, it sounds like the executioner is a lot more <laughs> effective. He can, he can run up and just yeah. whack a mega guardian and <laughs> send it home. Which I do, I do love the difference between the like, yeah, because the script of Mortis is like the ghost writing in his book and the royal <laughs> decapitate is just like, look, I have this giant axe, all right? Like, we're not messing about. Yeah, uh, and then the other hero is uh, the Grand Justice Gourmet, who suffers the worst curse, which is sanity. <laughs> oh god, yeah, truly, which in this faction, absolutely. Um, yeah, he gets picked by Ushorin to be the judge because he can decipher the ancient texts, which is a translation for, he's the only one who knows how to read. How to read. <laughs> That's why he's the judge. Um, and so he, the narrative for him is like, the ghouls will think he's acting weird because he's like flashing normality. And so he'll lash out and be like, I'm not weird. You're a criminal execution. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, and he goes harder than the ghouls would because he's overcompensating. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, there's no doubt that even the model goes harder than anything oh else. God. I think we've seen in this army to include U Ushoran because Ushoran isn't wearing a full judicial wig made of intestines true. you know what i'll give you that yeah i mean what an incredible model really yeah and then the last one we got was the vargulf courtiers which again fantastic model encourage you to look it up if you haven't seen it already the thing i really like about this whole range actually um that the um our little crypt guard into the vargulf uh courtier and then into usharan is i really like the design language of the um the kind of like hair and fur growing from a mane on the back. Like the ghouls have always had that, but like they've really let into it with these new models. And again, yeah. just these little elements of design that help to tie them together. So you recognize, um, especially where, you know, with them being vampires, especially something like the Vargulf courtier could easily look like, uh, you know, a Vargulf from um, the Solbrite Grave Lords. I think, again, it really helps to distinguish these things from each other. So just top, top-notch design and I, I really think they're phenomenal yeah i i think that they're great so will how how are the flesh eater courts when it comes to their path to glory exactly so i like it uh there's a but to really go into it i need to talk about their battle traits because the path of glory really expands on how the army works Oh, that's cool. I like when they do that. They are the flesh eater courts um they change how they work from previous editions uh, all of the heroes basically can get supercharged by accomplishing noble deeds. Excellent. Uh, and they can have uh, up to six noble deed points, and they can use these to do various things. If they have six points, all the ghouls around them get more attacks. They nice. can spend nice. points to bring ghouls back into existing units. Oh, I love that. This is really cool. They can spend six points to summon a replacement unit of ghouls, like if uh, someone dies, essentially. Brilliant. Wow. Um, the way you get these points is successfully 
casting a spell, but it's not dispelled. Successfully doing a prayer or just doing wounds. Love it. In combat. So people can do that to supercharge. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, they get these noble deeds uh, by doing great things. And Path to Glory builds off of that. The entire Path to Glory is based off of your standing and the noble courts. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, That's so cool. So it goes off for each individual hero. Oh, cool. Yeah. So all, all the heroes in your order of battle? All of the heroes in your order of battle, even the ones that didn't participate. Brilliant. Wow. Important. Um, it's not a good thing. <laughs> no, I'm sure. Yeah, like um, they didn't, they're, they're standing much lower, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, it's, you just are standing, you're, you have a standing favor or you are out of favor. Very cool. Uh, when they are first added to your order of battle, their standing is out of favor. Yep. The mm. Every warlord who just begins in favor. Yep. In step seven of the aftermath sequence, you update their standing as follows. If they did not take part in the battle, they are out of favor. Love it. If they took part in the battle and gained any renown, you're in favor, baby. Brilliant. <laughs> uh, if they took part in the battle and had six noble deed points at any point, they're in favor. So, like, nice. they could get six and then die, not get any right. renown, still be good. Yep. If none of the above conditions are met and they did not survive, they are out of favor. Amazing. Oh, my if goodness. none of the conditions are met, uh, standing is unchanged. Right. Okay. So if they like if they were in favor, participated in the battle, didn't get six points, but survived, they would remain in favor. Yes. But also yeah. that has to be for when you're playing a non Path to Glory game. Because if right. you survive in a Path to Glory game, you get a renown. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. So it has to be like if you're playing match play or open play or something. Right. Or right. They just threw that in because someone's gonna come up with a weird thing and they just want yeah, to like an edge case. Man, I, I'm gonna yeah, steal this so this favor system and use it for my cities yeah. of Sigmar. Uh, for sure. <laughs> the the thing is, when you're literally in favor at the start of each battle, uh, you roll two dice for every hero that's in favor, and for every four up, they start with a noble deed point. Oh, cool! Oh, cool! Um, so it may not work as much for cities of sigmar because there's not a perfect translation no right? but it gives them a, a head start because with two noble d yeah, points yeah, yeah. you could start you could bring back a knight model into a i was gonna say it sounds like how you would play your bretonian collection in age of sigmar yeah exactly <laughs> it is perfect your uh, kit bashed bretonian ghoul age of sigmar of course yeah now in my mind i'm just imagining your uh cloaking um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Legion thing, but between a Morbheg and a Pegasus Knight. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That, yeah, absolutely. So good. So fun. I uh, that does rem- like Harry. You saying that as well? I'm like, oh, I. What I want to do when when we're getting to the end of third edition and like fourth editions is announced. I'm just going to take all of the parts of the Path to Glory campaigns that I really really like and just combine them into one big one and be like, look, here's all the best features from all of the Path to Glory for real. I mean, and we had kind of talked about doing something like that of like, oh, yeah, the mercenary from KO, the this exactly, and just like. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so Will, what do the noble deeds points do other than? Uh, is it just 
aftermath phase so or can you use them the, at all in the game so that's the thing they are how the army works in the game right okay. um if a hero has all six um all the ghouls within 12 inches get plus one to their attacks character 12 inches wow yeah, yeah that's a crazy aura yeah it, you could spend six so let's say you're you anytime a unit is destroyed they go away Okay. But any hero could spend six noble deed points and summon a copy of a dead unit, but with half strength. And the reason it's a wow. copy is um, because it's not that unit; it's right. just replacements. Right. 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 Um, so, so uh, injury rolls for that unit at the end of the game would be based off of the original one that was lost, not the replacement. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Gotcha. Um, and then for a standard surf unit, which are your ghouls and your crypt guards, you can spend one noble deed point to bring back one model. Mm. Or for any knight unit, you can spend two noble deed points to bring back one model. So nice. cool. Um, and God, I can't you wait to read this book. Get them for doing like wounds in combat. If your hero is just diving in and killing things, then you're just continuously keeping their guards alive. Yeah, right. Mm. Because um, you can spend as many points as you want. It's not just like, oh, you can only spend one to get one. Yeah, okay. six to get six. If that's what you that's need awesome. to do. So as as you earn points, you can spend them. Yep, exactly. Um, Which again, that really ties into the theme of the ghouls, like being these relentless, like you know, two other yeah. other you know armies facing them. That they are this yeah. ravenous horde. I like that. Well, and they get another cool fun bonus based on the army that they're facing. Oh, cool. Which is called really? Growing Delusion. Oh, amazing. Uh, at the start of step two of the aftermath sequence, roll a dice for each territory that your opponent controls. Very cool. To see if the abhorrent curse has spread to any inhabitants. Amazing. For each six, you can choose one serfs unit in your army that had any model slain or destroyed during the battle. You do not have to take a casualty roll for that unit. Brilliant, because you're like getting the new you're just, ghouls. You're just from recruiting the, them, yeah, from your enemy's oh, territory. Yeah. That's so cool. It's so cool. <laughs> uh, and on top of that, uh, during step seven of the aftermath sequence, each time you add a new unit to your order of battle, you may subtract one from the glory points cost of adding a new unit if you summoned a unit of that type during the battle and they were still on the battlefield at the end of it. So oh, if very cool. ghouls okay. get killed and you summon new ghouls, you can add those ghouls at a discount. You're like keeping them, right? right. <laughs> yeah. That's really cool. Because um, it, you're literally just pulling them from the area around you as you go. Right, as you're, you're spreading the delusion, yeah. yeah. Very, very cool. It's a really cool... Like It's not as creative as the Cities of Sigmar, but it doesn't have to be. Like That one stands right. out because it is unique. Uh, yes. But this is uh, yeah. A, this is a really cool way of tying it into how the army itself works in the game. I think more totally. than I say more than others, but it really is like a thing with death armies. Yeah. Yeah. Because summoning and resurrecting is a huge thing. They have a really yeah, totally. great way of doing it. And then I'm including Ideneth and death armies. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they work similarly. Well, yeah, and, yeah, and honestly, like listening to like that sounds again where when we think about it in terms of like 
we've covered a lot of different like path to glory campaigns, you know, throughout uh, this season and kind of what they do. When I think about them compared to obviously Cities of Sigmar is especially special. Like it is really good. I mean, essentially like the narrative books that are currently coming out, the Harbingers is, is uh, uh, or the, you know, um, oh my God, I've forgotten the name. What is it? Dawnbringers. Dawnbringers. I was like Dawn Trail. That's the new Final Fantasy fourteen expansion that's coming out. Yeah. Um, the Dawnbringers. It is essentially like a, an extended like add-ons for the Cities of Sigma, like Path yeah. to Glory. So that has its own beast. But like thinking about like listening to this, it just I've loved watching the evolution of the design over the course of the third edition as they've gotten more uh, defined. And like you can tell that the studio is like, what is Path to Glory? What should it be? What should you be able to do? And so right. like I've loved, like I feel like, they hit it out of the park almost every time now where it's like they've really got into a great rhythm of like how do we translate the lore of the ghouls in the fleshy mm-hmm. to courts into this really cool thematic um system which i love it sounds amazing yeah um and it continues like building off of that as we get into quests yeah um one quest i really love is called recruit new subjects uh, Amazing. That's so fun. During each Path to Glory battle, after deployment, but before the first battle round begins, choose one enemy unit to be on the battlefield to be driven to cannibalism. <laughs> At the end of the battle, roll a dice if that enemy unit survived the battle and add one for each friendly abhorrent within nine inches of that enemy. On a oh four goodness. plus, you complete the quest. When you complete it, you can either add a unit of 10 Crypt Ghouls or reinforce a unit of Crypt Ghouls uh, without spending any glory points. I chose this one for the review because it's one of the only ones where, like, you don't want to kill your target. Right. You want him to be alive. It's, again, one of these examples of where the quest may be very different than the victory conditions for your game. Yep. And so wanting to... to, Man, it's so thematic... But you want to keep that unit alive, keep it surrounded by friendly units from you. Specifically your heroes. <laughs> right. And make it to the end of the, the, the game. I mean, goodness. It it takes a lot of work. It's not going to be an easy quest to complete. Yeah. But if you can pull it off, it's a really fun quest to do. Right. It's definitely aiming for fun, which is what I want more than anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Then moving on from the quests, we get into veteran abilities. In past episodes, I've talked about how veteran abilities are tied to different unit types, and they've moved away from that with this. Right. Um, uh, All of these veteran abilities are kind of available to all units. Like, I'm looking at it, like, there are some where you like, oh, I'd rather do this for my knights because the bonus is better. Right. But that's, you're not forced to. Well, forgive me for not being as familiar with Flesh Eater Courts as some of the other uh, factions, but is there that much differentiation in keyword between the different units that you can get in the army? So the army is split up into four, maybe five groupings. Okay. You've got your Abhorrents, which are your vampire heroes. Right. Your courtiers, who are your non-vampire heroes, the, the the ghoul heroes. Your ghoul heroes, yep. Um, then as far as... Well, and then the, 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 the maybe keyword is just any of the monsters. 
Okay. Yeah. Friendly, but they get mount traits. So right, really the bigger cool. monsters. Yeah. And then for your standard units, uh, one of the keywords is serfs, which is your crypt ghouls and the the crypt guard now. Uh huh. Versus okay. knights, which are all of the big guys. Okay. I was expecting okay. there to be surf specific veteran abilities and knight specific veteran. And knight specific, yeah. Uh, we don't have that. We do have some okay. words like, oh, um, let me just use my example one, uh, muster reinforcements. This unit can use the veteran ability once per battle. If it does, roll three dice. If the unit is a surf unit, for each two plus, you return one slain model. And wow. If knight unit, it's on each five plus. And that's once per battle. Yeah, once per battle. Man, so, I they've really found neat ways to throw summoning into this army without making it like the other death factions. Yes. Yeah. We have an entire grand alliance of death, and we also have the Deepkin who are death adjacent. Uh-huh. And each army does returning models and summoning units differently differently it's really yeah. impressive it, so to make them feel so distinct is is genuinely really impressive yeah. i didn't play much of warhammer fantasy battles but i just feel like it vampire course and tube kings were probably pretty similar <laughs> like, yeah right yeah I, I can't foresee them being that different it was um, mostly cast spells get models yeah yeah right um so the fact that we have all of these different mechanisms of doing similar things yeah is cool like narratively oh you bring back guys yeah and now they're building it into the path to glory stuff like the veteran abilities or the quests love it yeah and then we have uh territories they only have three territories um no i don't like when they do that i do like when we get the full suite of territories yeah uh so it's a little disappointing there yeah um but it is neat one of them pit of bones uh you pick one unit, of you roll a die, you can get a renown point for them. Sure. That's pretty neat. Okay. Um, the real juicy one is the, what is it, Charnel Den? I don't know. It's, Ooh, I think it's, correctly. I think no, Charnel. No pun yeah. intended. Charnel. Yeah. Um, the, the real juicy one. The real juicy oh, yeah. one. <laughs> I did, it honestly wasn't it was like, intended. how is Charnel a pun? Yeah. <laughs> yeah normally, normally it's intended. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, in step seven of the aftermath sequence, you pick one unit to benefit from the territory. If that unit took part in the battle, reduce its casualty score by D3. Oh, wow. If it did not take part in the battle, reduce it by D6. And if you wow. upgrade it, you can pick two units instead of one. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Right? Yeah. You're really just throwing the ghouls in there to like just all you can eat buffet and. Yeah. Oh, sorry. the The lore description is all you can eat buffet because it's the grim remains. <laughs> of the, the grim remains of the casualties of war are massed in a horrific den. Oh my god! Every day the banquet begins at sundown. <laughs> That's so grim and it's gross, so and I freaking love it. I freaking love it. It's yeah. so good. And it's you, like these are cannibal ghoul monsters. This is exactly what I want from the flesh eater courts. And the upgrade is called Plentiful Feast. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Just like the, the, the teaser video that we got. Yeah. Oh my god, the teaser video was so funny. I really loved it. It's so good. They have their special battle plan, which is our gargantuan bounty. You're fighting over the corpse of a mega gargant, and they Oh brilliant. Bless them. They definitely took a mega gargant model and just laid it down for the photos. But it looks amazing. They look because it's the uh 
the one that can be a deaf mercenary, so it looks like it's dead. Oh, and man. they stage some of the ghouls <laughs> to look like it's eating him. Amazing. Oh, that's it's so so great. Good. <laughs> um, yeah, they're fighting over it. And it's I don't I don't know if anyone I don't even know if it was intentional and I don't know if anyone else is picking up on this. Um, because I know that Thanksgiving isn't celebrated in the UK like it is in the US. <laughs> but it's not <laughs> lost on do, me. You have, have channel pants, yeah. right? That's that, how that, they that we that They've launched the Flesh Eater Courts with this whole theme of feasting right before we go into our that is celebration of Thanksgiving. Hysterical. I hadn't yeah. thought about that well, at all. I, I wonder if they thought about it. Yeah, that's really funny. I feel like they had to because like with yeah, turkeys, everyone has their own favorite cuts of meat, right? Yeah. Right. And this battle plan, uh, the Mega Gargan is, of course, the objective, but it's like different yep. objective points. So mm-hmm. you go over to this corner, and if you're contesting it, you can eat some lungs, which give you oh plus God. one to run rolls. That's so <laughs> funny. That's rolls. so good. Or you head over there for the, the liver, and you add one to your ward roll for the rest of the battle. Oh, my God. That's oh, man. amazing. So your ghouls are what literally a... they're running up and just gobbling this mega gargant. And then that's phenomenal. Attacking. It's oh, what so a good. great. I'm obsessed with that. That's so cool. Great battle that's so plan. funny. Oh, my God. It's so good. And I just can't get over how funny this picture is because I don't know if it's Photoshop or if they painted it, but like just ghouls, like claw, you can see him clawing <laughs> into the Mega Guardian. Yeah. Oh, I can't uh, wait to see it. That's so funny. If nothing else, just like the between the US and the UK, we're going into a season of of feasting exactly. and and celebrating and gathering over meals. What better time? Exactly. Than this to release, to release the horrific the Still horrific good. cannibal ghouls yeah <laughs> um, well and we are getting close to christmas time when yeah, that's true out, which brings us to <laughs> the war scroll battalions oh um so there's a bunch of different war scroll battalions but they all have the same benefit uh the battalion i would be ta- i will be taking when i muster my army is the dead watch which is either an infernal courtier or gore warden so any of the flying guys very cool mm-hmm. and then three of any of the flying units so either flyers oh, or more more back in any combination yeah but there's basically a battalion for any different way you want to build your army that's really cool there's a bit i like that th- i like that they include new models and old models yeah so if you've already got a collection you can play if you are just starting out and you want the new models you can play yep yeah. One is called Ghoul Patrol. Cool. Uh, but it sounds like Cool Patrol. So I'm here for it. Ghoul Patrol. Is um, good. The ability you get is it's gift giving because it's called Body oh. Part Acquisition. That's a great name for a band, by the way. Yeah. Body Part Acquisition. I could see them playing the clubs in Nottingham. The insatiable ghouls of the court have an uncanny talent for acquiring culinary provisions in battle. I bet they do. At, at the end of the combat phase, roll a die for each enemy unit within three inches of any friendly units in this battalion. On a four up, they suffer D three mortal wound. <laughs> Brilliant! It's like, oh, hello there. I'm taking this. So good. <laughs> what a nice leg you have. <laughs> My leg now. That's mine. That's so good. Um, and that brings us to the end of the the path to glory section. Uh, Amazing. It really is just so thematic like it's hard to explain because like it's not like it's like objectively that much better than any other path of glory section it just dives in head first and i think it's just because ghouls are so fun and wacky 
Right. And they have cool narrative and cool mechanics that yeah. it just feels like when Path to Glory is successfully playing off of those things, it just yes. feels better. Mm-hmm. Totally um, does. And that's why ghouls are the best army in <laughs> until hobbits does... come and then i change my mind again. exactly right right it does feel like yeah like the designers had as much fun with this as the like miniature designers because it does it, that that same spirit is yeah. is clearly evident in this there, battle there's battle just pack. so much fun to be had with this army yeah um you know i've already admitted i'm not a huge fan of the older models um and as much as i like the story of it just for its sheer wackiness um, I, I couldn't get into it. Same. And I, I really think these these new models are going to turn the turn the corner for me. Um, yeah, I totally agree. You know, it, it's it's good enough for me to to get into the the uh, the delusion of it all. <laughs> yeah. You can see the new models as you know, instead of some of the older ones. That's right. That's like so that. good. That's very funny. Okay, amazing. Um, yeah. Fabulous. Amazing. Well, that brings us to the end of today's episode. Um, dear listeners, our fire has at last burned down to embers, and we must take to the path once more. If you'd like to keep us company on the road, Will, where can they find you online? I I have ghostly... If this isn't too much of a loaded question. Yeah. <laughs> I have ghostly remnants and other social media sites, but for various reasons, I'm not really checking them, so yep. you can find me on blue sky at sever.bluesky.social uh but best place will always be in our discord yeah truly and harry where can they find you so you can find me as harry or buddy c on our discord server and that is the best way to get a hold of me um yeah i mean dm me directly i don't care um (laughs) i i will always check uh discord and then I am on Blue Sky, I'm trying to get better at that and Instagram. And in both places, I am under the moniker of Toy Soldier Fun. Amazing. And you can find me online currently at underscore Magpie Paints on Twitter and uh, Instagram. Although I uh, learned before we start recording that Will has a spare Blue Sky code. So I'm hoping that I can uh, jump ship from from some of those platforms and join Blue Sky. Uh, Instagram is pretty good. I do like Instagram, but um, it's, you know, you get sucked into the hole yeah. sometimes. So anyway, yeah. thank you, you know so much. I'll say this. Oh, they constantly are just giving out Blue Sky codes to people with accounts. Yeah. If you come to our Discord and be like, hey, who's got one? Hell yeah, exactly. Just throw Absolutely. One. Yep. exactly what else are we going to use it for but to bring more warhammer people over if we can just make yeah. blue sky yeah just curse this warhammer yeah that would be great that <laughs> would be uh that would be really good amazing well thank you so much for listening everybody and we'll see you again soon it's the